These delicious and delightful delicacies of deep fried dough come in all shapes and sizes. Although they are traditionally round with a hole in the center, they can be full of flavorful fillings or coated in just about anything you can think of. From cinnamon to sprinkles. Yummy! I love donuts. We love donuts. We'll delve into the delectable, diverse world of donuts on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI. I can't believe it, folks. This is the last episode. No, don't worry, not ever. The last episode of season four. And if you're good at math, or as we say in English, do the math, calculalo, that's 120 episodes. There are 30 episodes per season. Well, wait, hang on a second. 60 if you're a patron, because remember, you can get bonus episodes every week, along with PDF worksheets and vocabulary sheets, so you can follow along. You can even be in a weekly class with me where we review each episode. And at our highest level, our interstellar level, you'll get a monthly class with me, along with all the other benefits. If you want to find out how to become a member of our curious community, go on over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso it is awesome. We're sharing, making friends. Many of us have met in person. It is a really great community. And I want to send a shout out to all my students on Patreon. It's an absolute pleasure working with you guys. Keep up the good work. And a special shout out to my super duper students, Candy, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, and Patricio. And don't forget about my interstellar students. These are the ones that get a private class with me every month where we can gauge, to gauge is to measure your progress. So a big shout out to my interstellar students, Carmen, Lina, Isa, Paco, Diego, and Edgar. If you guys would like to find out more information on how to become a member of my curious community and join me in class, plus you can get extra bonus content, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. We'll see you there. And of course, if you have any questions or perhaps just want a little sample, let me know. You guys can contact me. You can find me on social media. Just Google Alberto Alonso or Alberto Alonso Vaughn Radio because remember, aside from this podcast, I do a daily radio show where I teach English. It's a variety show. You say magazine, we say variety. Vamos a pronunciarlo. Let's pronounce that one together. Variety. So folks, 240 episodes produced for my patrons, 120 or so, because as you guys know, eventually, a la larga, 
I make the bonus episodes available. But I think being a patron is not just about getting bonus episodes and exclusive content, but it's about taking your English a step further. Un paso más allá. So here's two. Here's two es cuando hacemos un brindis. When we make a toast. Remember, to make toast, hacer tostadas. To make a toast is hacer un brindis. So here's a toast to season five, our upcoming season five. Remember, if you have suggestions, please let me know. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, this very episode on donuts was a suggestion from Mila. So thank you so much, Mila. She's been a patron for over two years and she's just a wonderful student. So a shout out to all of you guys and especially Mila for recommending this delicious topic. Let's take a look at the intro, which is sprinkled, nunca mejor dicho, sprinkled with tons of vocabulary. I said these delicious, listen to the pronunciation, delicious, no de delicios, delicious. Say it with me. These delicious and delightful. Delightful is they are wonderful. Delicacies, and a delicacy is something that is treasured as a food in a certain country. So a delicacy here in Spain would be saffron, for example, azafrán, or perhaps the olives from Campo Real. Ooh, those are a delicious delicacy. But focus, Alberto, we're talking about donuts. This deep fried dough, and deep fried is refrito, deep, piénsalo, it makes sense to be deep fried. And dough, we've looked at that one before in the bread episode. And dough also means money. Hey, wait, so we've looked at it in the money episode and we've looked at it in the bread episode. And I finished the sentence off by saying they come in all shapes and sizes, which is true. We're going to find out about all the different kinds of donuts on the market. And I know what comes to mind when you guys think about a donut. You think about the traditional round donut with a hole in the center. And yeah, that's what I think of too. But as we'll see, there are so many ways to fry dough. And it's not just an American thing or a Western thing, but many countries, as we'll see, Cambodia and other countries have their versions of donuts. Then I said, they can be full of flavorful fillings. Flavorful is just another way to say tasty or yummy. And the filling is el relleno. And then I said, they can be coated. Have you heard this word? I'm sure you know the word abrigo, coat. But if something is coated, tiene una capa de algo. So they can be coated in just about anything you can think of. From cinnamon, mmm, I love cinnamon, Canela to sprinkles, these little colorful things that I know you know this word because I always use it to talk about the intro. I say it's sprinkled with vocabulary. And then you guys heard a little cameo from my daughter. We don't say cameo. In English, we say cameo. She said, I love donuts. We love donuts. And I mean, I couldn't think of a better way to sum up this episode. I love donuts. We love donuts. Then I said, we'll delve into the delectable to delve into is indagar. I learned that word doing this show. I never knew that word in Spanish. So we'll delve into the delectable. Delectable is another way to say delicious, diverse world of donuts on this week's episode of F. 
FYI. Now, some of you guys will notice that uh, there's a little problem there. You have seen the word spelled donuts, D-O-N-U-T-S. Am I right? Donuts. All right. Well, there's a debate here. Do we spell it donut, D-O-N-U-T, which is now the acceptable way, or the old school way, which is dough como masa, the way I wrote it in the intro, dough nut, which kind of makes sense because it's made out of dough, as we already said. And what is the nut thing about? I've come up with my own story, even though it's not true. It'll help you remember the word tuerca. Tuerca is a nut. And what do donuts look like? Nuts made of dough. Doughnuts. But really it's because the first ones had some nuts sprinkled on them. So I prefer my story, to be honest. But we're going to take a look at a lot of fun facts in the bonus episode today. Let's kick off the episode with the bare bones, the basics. If you had to take a guess, how many donuts do you think are produced in the United States every year? Okay, you got your guess? Well, the answer is 10 billion donuts a year. That's right, in the United States, 10 billion donuts a year are produced and I imagine eventually consumed. And I'm not just talking about the, the chains like we know Dunkin' Donuts, Tim Hortons, Krispy Kreme, which we'll look at them a little bit later. But now you can find donuts in the corner shop. You can also find it at the hotel buffet. Donuts are everywhere. They're ubiquitous. Now here's another fun fact, a trivia fact. Canada produces fewer donuts than the United States, and a lot fewer. Listen, 10 billion in the United States per year, 1 billion in Canada. And remember, billion, mil millones. But actually, if you do the math, Canada has the most donut shops per capita of any country in the world. So that's kind of a trick question. All right, who eats more donuts or who's got more donut shops? Well, that's Canada. But who produces more donuts? That's the United States. But also that's taking into account the population of both nations. But however you slice it or dice it, lo miras como lo miras, however you slice it or dice it, the donut industry is huge and it seems like it's here to stay because we all know they aren't the healthiest things on the planet but that doesn't stop us from indulging in these guilty pleasures new yorkers love their donuts you can get donuts everywhere in new york city but boston takes the cake <laughs> did you get my joke se lleva la tarta they take the cake <laughs> Well, se llevan la palma would be the translation in Spanish. Well, they really love their donuts. This city has one donut shop for every 2,480 people. They even have their own kind of donut. Here's where we'll take a look at our first kind of donut. We'll look at all of them a little bit later on, but there's one called Boston Cream. You might call it something different, and I'm sure it's called something different in England, but in the United States, Boston Cream is a donut with chocolate frosting. Okay, so it's got chocolate frosting on top of it, and then it's got 
a custard filling and custardous natillas. Sounds delicious, doesn't it? You're mixing chocolate and custard and, you know, that lard, that fat that comes from a donut. And lard, I think you say manteca? and fat is grasa. And one of the first writers to ever write about these balls of sweetened dough, as he called them, was Washington Irving. And you're thinking, wait a second, I know that name. Washington Irving, the legend of Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, the guy who wrote that. And he described these treats as, and I quote, balls of sweetened dough fried in hogs, fat. And hogs fat is grasa de cerdo. Also the verb to hog is monopolizar. So if we buy three donuts and you eat two and I eat one, I'm going to tell you, wait, you hogged the donuts to take more than your part. So Washington Irving was one of the first mentions in literature. But who invented donuts? Well, we'd have to go way back. The donuts as we know them today were originally called olicokes. Olicokes, which is a Dutch word for oily cakes. O sea, tartas con mucha grasa, grasientas. So this fried dough was introduced to New York back when it was known as New Amsterdam. So it wasn't even New York yet. And the Dutch bought these Holy cokes and people went nuts. And just to give you an idea of how long ago this was, the predominant language was still Dutch in, obviously, New Amsterdam. And as I said before, what happened was somebody, when they were frying them as they got more and more popular, decided to add nuts. And that woman's name is Elizabeth Gregory. So she single-handedly, ella sola, changed the name forever. Nobody called them oily cakes. They were called dough nuts. I know what you're thinking. This story is nuts. <laughs> Una locura? Okay, all right, I'll stop with the bad jokes. But what happened was Elizabeth Gregory fried some dough to send with her son. And this was, he was going on a, a voyage out to sea. This was during the 19th century. And she decided to add some nuts to it. And supposedly it was her son who put the hole in the center. Since he was a sailor, he basically skewered it. To skewer is to, to make a hole, right? To pierce. Te suena? Perforar. Piercing. And what he did is he pierced it or he skewered it on one of the spokes of the ship's wheel. So he didn't have to hold the donut. Now that sounds a bit crazy to me that one woman and her son changed the history of donuts forever. Also, there's another story that says that the reason the hole is in the center is so that they cook more evenly. Also, there's a World War I connection. Say that five times fast. World War I. And we owe, debemos, we owe our addiction to donuts, at least in the United States, to a Russian man named Adolf Levitt. Adolf Levitt, and he was the inventor of the donut machine. Thank you, Adolf. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks to you, these things were able to be mass-produced. Because we just can't get enough. We just can't get enough. We just can't get enough donuts. We just can't get enough.
<laughs> so yeah, this Russian man made this contraption. And of course, this was sold to local bakeries. And now they were able to mass produce this tasty treat so that everybody could enjoy it all around the world. And as you can imagine, there was a huge boom in sales. Also, the Salvation Army, which is a charity, una caridad, una ONG, they donate clothes, and, well, they're, they're very popular in the United States. Well, they caught wind of this trend, and to catch wind of es enterarse, they caught wind of this trend and decided to use it as part of their promotion when they were honoring the soldiers in World War One, And these donut lassies, as they were called, they fried up these treats and they would serve them to the U.S. military who were serving in France and in Germany. And they did this specifically because they thought it would remind them of home. So this was another surge in the popularity of donuts, thanks to the troops wanting something that reminded them of home and the Salvation Army saying, well, wait, this is the trend. This is, you know, the newest, coolest food. And it didn't stop there. At the Chicago World's Fair, the, the famous Chicago World's Fair, in 1933, they called donuts the hit food of the century. So that's pretty crazy. El exitazo, the hit food of the century of progress. So donuts were even seen as a symbol of progress. And it was because they were fresh, they could be mass produced quickly, and it was cheap. And later on, we'll take a look at some of the ingredients and we'll see if we can make our own donuts. In fact, I'm gonna try the recipe out myself. But just imagine that, imagine you know, the government promoting donuts. Guys, eat a lot of donuts. I mean, in these times, that's totally unacceptable. You got to tell kids to eat fruit and veggies, right? Because donuts, okay, we love them. But again, from time to time, you can have those on a cheat day on your diet. But they can have up to 25% fat because they absorb so much fat. I mean, it's no secret. They're unhealthy. Obviously, some are healthier than others because if you add all kinds of frostings and sprinkles and chocolate filling, well, obviously, you're going to have more calories. And obviously, they have trans fats as well. So I think back then they were not aware of or at least trying to hide the fact that donuts are not really something that we should eat on a regular basis. More of a a treat. And I want to take a look at this myth, or maybe it's not a myth, but is it true that cops have a love affair with donuts? Is that true or what? A love affair, un, una relación, un amor con los donuts. Well, yes, it is, at least in my country. And they, there are a couple reasons, a couple different explanations. They say back in the 50s, police officers who were on the graveyard shift the graveyard shift is el turno de noche noche, no? El que es de noche a la mañana. So you don't sleep at a normal time when you work the graveyard shift. And so what was the only thing that was open at that time? The donut shops, because they were preparing the donuts for the next morning. So since these places were the only places that were open, they would go in there, have a cup of coffee, have some donuts, 
go over their paperwork, and that was the beginning of a beautiful relationship. And sure, the owners of the donut shops, they were happy. They said, well, nobody's going to rob us. We're not going to have any problems if the police is on our side. So let's keep them happy. More donuts for the officers, please, and refill their coffees. And in the bonus part of the show, we're going to take a look at how to order coffee as well, because I know at Starbucks, for example, I don't even know how to order a coffee. But we're going to look at some of the basics of coffee, because coffee is just as important as the donut. You don't think so? Do you know that Dunkin' Donuts changed their name to Dunkin' Coffee? Oh yeah. Because, well, as I just said, people are health conscious these days. So even if we do eat donuts, we don't like to admit it too much. Coffee, on the other hand, is drunk by millions of people everywhere. So we'll take a look at that in the bonus part. Plus, we're going to take a look at some of the biggest brands. We're going to take a look at some fun facts. We're also going to take a look at what donuts have to do with nuns' farts. What? Yeah, you heard correctly. I said nuns' farts. Los pedos de monjas? That's right. We'll also learn how to order coffee in English, and we'll take a look at all the different kinds of donuts. All that in the bonus episode. Remember, if you want access to the bonus episode every week, you can get more information on patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Okay, so let's take a look at a recipe now. Remember, recipe es una receta de cocina. Prescription es receta médica. A recipe. Now, I looked at a basic recipe on how to make sugar donuts. I think you call them rosquillas. Every country has got their own variation of a donut. I mean, who doesn't like fried dough with sugar on it? So I took a look at the simplest recipe I could find. This was a simple homemade sugar donut. You'll need flour. No, no flor. Flour es harina. Se pronuncia igual. You'll need milk, egg yolks. The yolks are the yellow part of the eggs. The egg whites, well, that's obvious. You'll need yeast. Yeast, I think, is levadura in Spanish. Then you'll need some sugar. Y quiero que pronunciéis esta palabra conmigo. No sugar. 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 And then you have to fry these things. I mean, it's not that simple. Obviously, you got to mix all the ingredients together in a mixing bowl. And everything's got to be the right temperature. I'm sure some of the people listening here have made rosquillas or some version of donuts. Hey, if you want to share a recipe, let me know. But this is supposedly pretty easy. Once you have your batter, remember, dough is la masa cuando es como, uh, when it's hard. And batter is liquid. So it's a little bit different. When you make pancakes, you make crepes, you make that with batter. So you prepare everything, and then you got to let it sit for a while, right? The, the yeast has to do its thing. It's got to do its magic. And then it's time to deep fry them. And here, I guess it's like everything. You leave it in a little too much and you burn them. You take them out too soon and they're undercooked. So I guess it's like English or anything else. Practice makes perfect. I'll let you guys know how my experiment came out. <laughs> and now we're going to wrap up the first episode talking about some holidays that are dedicated to donuts. Yes, you heard correctly. I didn't say a holiday. I said some holidays. So there's no doubt that donuts are 
are popular. They are ever popular, no? Para siempre, as we say. November 5th, guys, mark your calendars. November 5th, National Donut Appreciation Day. The first Friday in June is National Donut Day. January 12th is National Glazed Donut Day. Oh, and don't forget about June 8th, which is National Jelly-Filled Donut Day. Oh, and one more. September 14th is National Cream-Filled Donut Day. So, folks, if there's any doubt in your mind, if donuts are popular and they're here to stay, I think just the amount of holidays they have. They have more holidays than any food we've ever looked at here on FYI. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this first part, and I hope you'll join us in the bonus part of today's FYI.